Welcome to the Positivity Podcast. I have here, well, I'm here with my dear and dear friend, Tyra. Tyra, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you for having me. Tyra has on a face mask because she's doing her beauty stuff right now. So if y'all just hear me randomly laugh, it's because Tyra's in a face mask. I should actually have a face mask on, though, too. Like, I I exfoliate it with that little brushy thing, that little (laughs) thingy. I don't know. I just be following what my esthetician tells me to do now, but whatever. So yeah, um, um, you have naturally beautiful skin. Your skin is better than mine. I had to pay for mine because I did Accutane. So. <laughs> <laughs> you were born that way. Doesn't Accutane help your hair grow? No, I don't think it does. Oh, Accutane. Don't you get breakouts because of Accutane sometimes? Yeah, it gets worse, much worse before it gets better. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay. This hair is just me being a blessed black woman. Thank you very much. Yeah, you got the curls in. I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. Do you do you say that you're like fully Trini? Or do you just be like, I'm half Trini? No, I tell them I am black. And if they keep pushing, I say, I am black. But my dad is from Trinidad. Because <laughs> I don't want anyone... I don't want anyone betting on having mixed babies with the quote-unquote good hair because mm-hmm. I have black hair like my mom, almost like Cardi B, how she has like a coarser texture, but she's clearly like yeah Afro whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like I don't like anyone who kind of like romanticizes me because like I'm mixed with something else. Like if you accept me as a beautiful black woman and see my beautiful fro and want to marry me immediately then we are good. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. My dad comes from um, Sicily. That's where my last name comes from. From my great grandpa. Italy? Yeah. Okay. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, Sicily, like next to Italy? <laughs> yeah. Next to Italy. Yeah. So it's really my great grandma who was mainly the Trini one. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Deep dive into Tyra's family history. Anyways, Tyra, we're here to discuss this therapist and this therapist's uh, comments towards uh, black men um, and towards um, women, uh, black women in general. So, um, yeah, my, my, my start, I'll just start for like a little, a small, like little excerpt. All right. And you can follow in. So, right. Freedom of speech does not mean that you are free from the consequences of your speech. It's a misunderstanding that people continue to have in the United States. The First Amendment protects citizens from government interference with their speech to a certain point. It does not protect citizens from private businesses interfering with their speech. Therefore, if an employer does not like what you say, they can fire you. A lot of the states are work at will states. Therefore, slavery is over. They can get rid of you. You can quit at any time. So I believe her name is Sabri Rawls. I guess her name. That's her name. Um, she's a black woman, queer woman, is licensed professional counselor. And she was fired for a lot of her statements that she made on TikTok, which I think is going to get a lot of other young people fired. From t- fired. Um, but... Based on my bit of review, she used to work for a company called Elizabeth Richmond Counseling, which is based out of Ohio. Um, She said in a lot of her TikTok videos that 90% of her clients were 
black men. Um, and she was basically terminated. So I don't know. What do you have to say? Or should I play the clip? Before you play the clip, I will say this. So she worked for a firm in Ohio and did not expect to get fired after saying this on TikTok. You are in Ohio. <laughs> what about Ohio says inclusive about accepting any type of speech? Like this, That's I don't true. know. I would, I naturally assume that her employer was scary and would easily be spooked by this, even if they saw this themselves. So. Yeah, I'm okay with listening to the clip now. Okay. I think, well, my, my firm, the firm that I work for is based out of Ohio. Like, we're incorporated in Ohio. Ohio is very, is kind of conservative. Um, But I think because of what she was saying and what she was talking about, I'm with you. It's like, how did you not think that, or it's just the way what, it's the things that she was saying and how she was saying it. How would people not be, (laughs) how would people not feel like, like comfortable with you, like as a, as a person? So hang on one second. Let me try to find a clip here. Bear with me. Bear with me. Well, hello. It's your friendly neighborhood therapist who thought she could save these hoes, but got her job terminated as a result. Story time? I think yes. Shit you not, I posted a video on Monday telling men that their dusty behavior is only harming them and that they would benefit from emotional intelligence. And I shit you not, by Friday, didn't have employment. All of this started with a Psychology Today article stating that men are lonelier than ever because they have no fucking emotional skills. And I agreed and doubled down and told y'all that y'all lives would radically improve if you expanded the shit that came out your mouth. But instead of healing, Y'all will do anything but that. Instead of being accountable, like, hey, this bitch see me, assert a little bit, y'all got so hurt, so hurt that you contacted Massa. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. So first, the post goes viral on Twitter because y'all need fucking help. And y'all wanted to argue with bitches blue till they fucking blew in the face. Some of you hoes is not going to be saved. And that's the conclusion that I've come to. So because this shit's gone viral, I'm thinking, okay, cool. We starting a discussion on mental health and people are, you might not like my fucking delivery, but motherfuckers is starting to talk, you know, shaking the tables. I don't give a fuck. But then it turns into this entire crusade of attacking a black woman who serves the fucking black community. There were comments like, I'm going to find her credentials and report her because I told y'all to be better. Yeah, y'all are fucking weird. Y'all scream that y'all want to protect women protect black women specifically, but have done nothing to protect this black woman who has been serving the communities. I have been violated in several areas and I'm gonna outline each one. Here he goes. This article was written by a fucking black woman putting my full government and my place of employment. So being doxxed by a black woman, can't fake, kinda fucking hurts, and she never once reached out to me or contacted me so I could spend my side of the story. This is the article that spooked my fucking job and got me fired. Not only did she not have any regard for my safety, many other articles have been written as a result. Here are a few of them, just to name a few. Black Twitter has words for therapists scolding men to go. So that was basically her. 
being upset that she was fired. Now, the video that she posted about, uh, you know, this uh, Psychology Today article that a lot of people on TikTok, a lot of women on TikTok, just want to say this, took it and ran with it. And I'm pretty sure they took it and ran with it because it says the rise of, of lonely, comma, single men uh, or single man. That's a that's on uh, Psychology Today. That's the article. I don't think any of the people that talk about the article actually read the article. Um, so that was that was problem number one. So she basically, as a licensed, I forgot what she is, licensed professional counselor, took this title of this article. She probably read like a little bit, but she never actually like clicked on a peer review, like research thingy or, or article that that was that was support. That the author, the author that drafted the article said it was supposed to be like kind of based on. She clearly didn't do that. And she clearly didn't like really think about like how the person had come to these types of conclusions. So I don't know, Ty, if you've actually read the article or not, or if you skimmed through it. Um, you know, did you read it yet? I skimmed through it because I just thought to take it at, with a grain of salt because I saw the um, the author just looking at his photo here. I'm like, this is written by an individual who is not black, so I'm not <laughs> going to apply this to our community because that's a good thing. Too. I highly, yeah. I don't think you, yeah, like when it comes to like relationship things, you got to be very, very careful of like um, uh, applying certain relationship topics to the black community our dynamic is a little bit different much different (laughs) than what other dynamics are um but more so he got his he got his he he based his conclusions on this peer review article that was done in i think 2020 or 2021 and it was really about the rising share of u.s it's titled the rising share of u.s adults are living without a spouse or a partner so it wasn't just talking about men. It was talking about women as well. I had problems with the peer review article because it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, one of them, it was like uh, roughly four in 10 adults ages 25 and 54, 30, 38% are unpartnered. Um, that's neither married nor living with a partner. Uh, this share is sharply up. Um, this share this year went sharply up in 2000 uh, from to 29% in 2009. Then they said that men are now more likely than women to be unpartnered, which wasn't the case 30 years ago. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I can kind of explain why, why it didn't make a lot of sense to me. There's more women in the United States than there are men. So if men are not, if men are not partnered, that means that women are not partnered or there might be a lot more lesbians, which is possible. You got uptick in, well, no, like something like 10% of the, 10% of the population is LGBTQ, right? I think I think that's the okay. thingy. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Just from that that thing. Because if men are single and unpartnered, then that means that women would be single and unpartnered. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me. But that was a part. That little small clip is what he highlights as his basis in his Psychology Today article. Then he goes and says that he holds like a weekly conversation on TikTok. Come on, like people on TikTok are not my I'm not even on TikTok like that. I'm on TikTok to steal funny stuff and like post it. 
on, on Instagram where there's adults. <laughs> there's like a lot of kids yes. that are on TikTok. There's not a lot of like young people. There's not a lot of older people on TikTok. So he hosts this weekly thing where he talks about relationships on TikTok on his live. And he's saying that, hey, women are looking for men that are emotionally intelligent and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. they're not getting that. And I, I just want to say as a man, we've as a man, I've heard that my entire life. That's not something new. And it wasn't new when I in 1990 when I was born and it isn't new in 2022. Yet women still will date and marry, you know, whenever there's an acceptable man they'll settle or whatever like that. It, it happens, you know, but like there's not, we've been hearing as men that we are not emotionally intelligent. We're not in touch with our emotions and all this other stuff like that. And that might be true, but that's not the reason why people are starting to be more unpartnered or single or something like that. But that's the conclusion that he draws based upon having conversations on TikTok. So I'm like, so one is based upon like a snippet of an article that uh, a snippet of a peer review that doesn't really make a lot of sense. And then two, it's based on like his conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. Two is based on his conversations on TikTok. The third thing is based on is data that was pulled from dating apps. So like Bumble, Hinge and stuff like that, where it showed like 62% of the new users are men. The reason why like factoring in dating apps, and I don't know why this guy came to this conclusion, but why you shouldn't really pay attention to who's on dating apps is because Tyra, you know, there's a bunch of married men, men in relationships. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm not on dating apps. That's true. You're not on dating apps. I, there's Thank a lot of educating me as a man. I know that there's a lot of married men. There's a lot of men in relationships that are on dating apps. Like just seeing mm-hmm. 62% of men that there being a large population of men on dating apps does not mean that those men are single. It does not mean that those men are looking for anything other than sex. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's crazy so to me. It's crazy to me that like people take that as like, oh my god, this is a rise in single men. They're lonely. Blah blah blah. Now, one thing I will say is I think we've we've evolved in a way that allows men to actually say when they're lonely. Instead. Men used to say that they're lonely, like maybe in like a barbershop conversation or like in a conversation between their close friends, but they would never say it out loud, you know. But now you can, you're an acceptable and society's made it acceptable for men to sit back and say, man, I'm really like lonely. I'm heartbroken. I, I want to be married. I want to do this mm-hmm. thing like that. Like it's cool now. But dating apps are not a good gauge. Of that. <sighs> yeah, I don't I have don't time. Know. I have nothing. Gets, OK, this is what I always say. And I always get in trouble for this. I always say. This is when Kevin Samuels was up in, <laughs> I don't care now. This is when Kevin Samuels was up in, up in living. I used to be like, you're never going to find a high value man on a dating app. And then, so like that would give me pushback. Cause you know, there's some men that's on dating apps and things like that. But I was like, the reason why you won't yeah. is in my position was I should have never put an absolute on it. Generally, you won't find a high value man on a dating app. The reason why is this. Okay. What high value man has enough time to be flipping through and scrolling through women's faces? doesn't make a lot of sense on top of that from my position and from what i've known like from my friend group and things like that a lot of men are connected or they have their network so they just date within a network they don't go outside of it you feel me so like tyrell i'd be like tyrell i'm single who's this girl that's in this picture with you (laughs) like you know like i'll say that like 
you are so annoying. <laughs> Put me down with her. Like it's that type of thing that'll occur if a man like is is I just don't see it. Like it takes mm-hmm. so much work to flip through shit to see this person profile, and you got to think, oh my god, did I pass by the profile yeah. that I was looking for? But then you're like, flip, 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 flip. That shit takes so much time. And then what do you do now? Like. You match with somebody, right? Now you're texting back and forth. Yeah. You feel me? Then you may never. Then I, I remember um, one of my homegirls. She was like, "Yeah, you'll basically like match with somebody and you'll talk to them. You'll text back and forth, and then you'll never meet them, or something like that. They'll never link up with you, or some shit like that." So there's people on okay. there's people on Tinder and dating apps that simply get on there to have conversation because they are lonely yeah. in life. You know what I'm saying? So they'll match with you and be your pen pal for a little bit. And then that's weird. They'll essentially like never meet up with you. You feel me? That happens as well. And um, I was watching and reading something about dating apps, period, and and about why dating apps are bad and they know it's bad. It's just like social media companies Mm -hmm. know that social media is terrible for kids, terrible for people. Right. There's something called choice overload. I forgot the technical term, but that's what dating apps do. So you get. Yes. You get flooded with a bunch of choices of people, right? And you just it's it's just basically overload. Whereas opposed to regular dating when we used to be out and about thought and bopping in the streets, joking not thought and bopping, but we used not to be <laughs> Well we used to be out, you know, regular just you know, you holler at a girl at a bar or something like that. But now yeah. at our fingertips we have so many profiles to switch through or flip through, you have choice overload. So it's basically having mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of candies in front of you and you don't know which candy to pick, you know. Um, and what was interesting about uh, the data on something was like basically 65 percent of men, like majority of men, 65 percent of the time will swipe right on a dating profile. Four point two five percent of women will swipe right on a dating on a dating profile. That means that women are alone. Women are very, very selective on who they swipe right on. And that all has to do with looks. They can add as much bullshit they want to talk about with like add your hobbies and this shit. People are going based upon looks on dating apps. And that's another reason why I don't fuck with dating apps at all. It's like. Really? But if you want to do stuff with someone, you want them to be nice to look at as well. Because I don't want to look at your face and be scared <laughs> or shaken up when I'm trying to enjoy a beautiful sunset, you know? No, I get that. I get that. I mean, that. there's compromises in all ways, shapes, and forms, but I do understand that women are definitely going to be more selective because mm-hmm. sometimes our timeline is more shrinked. So we want to see, well, what are my kids going to look like? Even though I was just talking about that earlier, but like certain criteria, I'm, I'm short. So I want my child to have a chance. So hopefully he's above <laughs> five foot five. That's how I want yeah, my child to have I a chance. I think men are men. I, I think a reason why too is men. It's harder for you all to hide who you are through like your identity, because pretty much how you present yourself is somewhat how you are. It reflects your interest. Maybe, we won't know if you're like a narcissist or not until we get to know you. But with yeah. women like me, I'm a baddie. I'm baddie presenting, but I'm a dweeb. So no one would know that I'm a nerd. I'm a total weirdo until <laughs> I start getting onto certain tangents or certain subjects or until like the third date more so. Uh-huh. So I think it's easier for us to have those facades. So, of course, men aren't going to be as selective. 
I still don't know why you call yourself a dweeb. You don't, you're not a dweeb. You don't. That's because you're a dweeb. I am a dweeb. There we go. That that works. Mm-hmm. That works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, speak. yeah, but like, I guess by the time like a woman has, um, I guess, visited the home and like seen me laying on my couch in the morning reading, uh, watching anime or reading manga, then they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. The fuck is this guy? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that's a bit more. Yeah, they thought it stopped at your Tesla, but it does not. It continues. The Tesla is a cool thing. (laughs) Like everybody who ends up dating me ends up getting a Tesla. Like now, well, I can't say that. I can only base it upon one person. But like, I mean, the Tesla is a cool thing. What? It's okay. It's okay. The sunroof thing doesn't open. I'm bamboozled. It's no need for the sunroof thing to open. You look up and that's that's the beauty of it. It's a complete Uh, glass structure. There's no reason for it to open. It would be so much cuter because you'd be able to have the cutest date inside the car if it opened. That's not true. I've been on a date. I went on a date and we got dinner. My homeboy Demetrius cooked. And this is my ex. So we got dinner. My homeboy Demetrius cooked. We sat in my car and just looked up and talked the whole time. It was beautiful stars. Great date. You got to just... You're, you're hating right now. Now, I, I will say the Tesla. No, I want to feel the night sky directly on my skin and the beautiful breeze. <laughs> just in case you start getting sassy. She should have wanted to have the outside wind just come in and brisk all that sass away. <laughs> in case you all got into a heated debate. I can't get in a debate with people. I can't get in. Now, the Model S does have a sunroof. A sunroof. They do. Oh, well, thank you. I hope you invest in one of those one day. Then you'll be yeah. a true high-value Tesla man. Well, as soon as Biden forgives 10000 my student loans, maybe I can put some type of investment. But, you know, he wants to be selective on income caps and shit like that. But that's on him. Anyways, to come back, to our, to, come back to our professional Miss <laughs> Rawlings, I just feel like her... I know you've seen other, other videos. I'll make sure I include them into mm-hmm. this podcast. Her way of going about it and talking about certain things is so inappropriate, in my opinion. That's my only knock on her. She can say what she wants. She can have the opinion that she wants to have. Just like I said, there's some issues with the um, Psychology Today article that she's basically referencing. And I've seen a lot of women reference um, until like people started making TikToks and basically like, yo, y'all didn't read this article, right? And then that's when I started seeing few and few of them like being posted or going about it. But like, mm-hmm. she's just like, the, her delivery on it and I forgot what she ended up saying she was like um don't y'all want to know how to keep your bitch don't y'all want to know how to do this and do that and it's like okay like so you take that snippet of what she's saying where she's calling black men the n-word then she's calling black women the b-word and then you take that snippet <laughs> and then your employer sees it and your employer's like what in the hell like you're a mental health professional, right? And you're supposed to be serving the black right. community. What black person is going to want to come to you, especially a black man, right? If a black man, it's already difficult uh, to get us to go to therapy, right? I wouldn't have gone to therapy if it wasn't yes. for, um, if it wasn't for you or if it wasn't for Demetrius um, being like, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, this is what we do. Blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have gone. Right. Aww. Yeah. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have gone. And in my, my, my sessions are not very like, 
I mean, I think you you always say I think you you called it out. Somebody else called it out. Somebody called it out last night, and somebody called it out this morning. They were like, "Bro, you're very." They were like, "You're very very hard on yourself. Like you don't let like you don't forgive yourself for mistakes. Like it's okay." So that that's pretty much my therapy session, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's like, dang man, I did this wrong. My therapist be like, um, you know, like people make mistakes, right? And I'm like, yeah. So why can't you just let it go? Because you made a mistake. Yeah, but if I wouldn't have made this mistake, programmed. It's not how you're programmed, and I'd be like, oh yeah, but because I made this mistake, X this happened or that happened, and it's like, if that person took your mistake and left or got upset, that person was going to take your mistake and leave and do something else and other things like that. So it's like having to process that and having to understand that, right? The last thing you want as a person, especially like me, who was was adamant, like not ever going to therapy. The last thing you want is to come into a, a situation where a therapist is sitting there telling, basically you feel like you're being judged by your therapist, Right. No. Yeah, and she did make that point that she does use a different choice of words within her sessions, but men in general are big babies, so <laughs> creating that safe space to draw you all into the conversation of just considering going to therapy is very difficult in itself. So for some men, like you said, you wouldn't have known what the sessions were like if you weren't given that perspective by your friends. That is her segue or whatever she said on TikTok was someone's glimpse of what therapy was like. We love to make assumptions and run with them. Mm -hmm. So now there are so many men out there, even outside of the black community that are like, no, I'm not going to give this a go. Yep. So her delivery was very wrong on multiple levels. And she comes back and is like, oh, I'm shaking the tables about my delivery. I don't care. But Society doesn't work like that today. It never has and never will. And I feel like there are just many things wrong with what she with how she said what she said on a professional level um, through the identity of a black woman and then also societal mm-hmm. type that like those tears. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing. And I, I just I saw a lot of women in reaction basically. Um, respond by affirming her beliefs. Oh, y'all can't handle the truth. That's the reason why. Um, you know, um, this is the reason why. You know, y'all y'all need to get therapy. Y'all can't handle the truth. As soon as somebody tells the truth, and I saw a lot of this is the craziest thing. I saw a lot of comparisons. Like, oh, when Kevin Samuels was saying what Kevin Samuels was saying, didn't none of y'all men say nothing? Here's the difference. Kevin Samuels is not a licensed professional counselor. Kevin Samuels was an entertainer, right? You call into his show, right? You call into, quote unquote, his show. He's a business owner, entrepreneur. Women called it, women and men, because we're not going to forget how he treated that, that. He was nice to the dude after the full session. People didn't hear the full clip, but when he was like, is your dick big? Mm-hmm. You know, and that whole thing happened. That was <laughs> like... You don't remember that sound clip and like people were going going off. He was like, you know, you got a big dick or not, blah, 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 blah. You know, that was kind of harsh. But listening to his whole conversation with that young man, like I was like, dang, that was harsh. But then he turned it into like this like positive thing where the dude was like, I just can't afford your I can't afford your program, bro. Like he's like, he's like, I'll just do it for free. And I was like, 
dang, Kevin Samuels mm-hmm. is going to do his program for free. You know, like people charge for that type of like, I forgot what you call it, but consulting and relationship consulting and, and man consulting, making yourself a better man. What People charge for that. And he was like, I'm going to do it for free for you, man. Because he's like, it's not because I, I remember the dude attacking women and he was like, it's not women. That's the problem. It's your pockets. And that was harsh. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, so some men might have been like, yo, that's harsh. Like, you know, but I know a lot of women hated some of his comments towards women. And the problem, like I say, is when it comes to the therapist, Kevin Samuels is an entertainer. The therapist is a therapist. Right. Not only that, Kevin Samuels owns his own business. The therapist works for somebody. Right. So when you own your own business, when I talk about freedom of speech, you can say what you want to say, right? You deal with the consequences from that being a lack of clientele or maybe increased clientele. You deal with the good and bad. But when you work for somebody, yeah, yeah you don't get the ability to say what you want to say. You might deal with, you might end up getting fired, which he did, right? So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible comparison of Kevin Samuels and this woman, right? Because one, Kevin Samuels never is, is not supposed to be an unbiased individual, He's an entertainer. Well, he has dead. his bias. He's damn. Yes, he is dead. But <laughs> he is dead now. <laughs> yes, he's unbiased now that he is in the grave. May he rest wherever he is. We don't but know if he's unbiased. He also made in her. That's also a point she made in her TikTok. She was saying we live in a podcast culture. Yes, we all gravitate to the podcasts that serve our needs, wishes, mm-hmm. and have similar beliefs as us. So. Why am I going to go listen to a podcast that's going to make me uncomfortable? Yep. So, yeah, we gravitate to what naturally validates our thoughts and beliefs. But I I just, <laughs> yeah, this she should have known this was not going to go over well. Like, mm-hmm. yes, men need to develop more emotional intelligence. But this is already a tricky subject because... This originates from that not being instilled in you all from cradle to the present. Yeah. There. So it's like this. I'm not trying to pass the blame on anyone because we all get to a certain age where we are self accountable. But our young black men, our young baby black boys who are looked as grown adults when they're not even a teenager, they're just seen as threats and whatnot. They're not giving that space to be soft, to explore themselves, to build that emotional intelligence. And then she comes here like, oh, I'm a black woman serving the black community. Were you a black woman when you said what you said, how you said it? Because as a black woman, I know I am looked at with a more critical eye and I have to choose my words more carefully within and without within and outside of the workplace because I am in a way, like a protector of black men, or sometimes I'm the first glimpse of the black community that outside individuals get. So in Mm -hmm. this article, I would have taken that with a grain of salt because one, you're breaking this into two different genders, men and women, when we know society has multiple gender identities. So throw this article out the window. (laughs) It's written by someone outside of my community. Throw this, like throw that article out of the, out the window. So Ooh, that was a good point, though. Just, yeah, there's, yeah there's I forgot like about the multiple genders. Can... You got that one. You got the other one on me. That was a good one. I didn't even think of that. What? The it's, gender it's, identities? It's it's while while 
while for me personally, I always identify gender with somebody's biological sex position. So at the same time, society has changed and we do recognize that there there are multiple genders, right? Mm-hmm. So right. when you write an article like this, yeah, you kind of have to do mm-hmm. throw it out the window, right? Because now we're just in... You do. We're just in a different... You know, like there could be somebody answering this or mm-hmm. even saying that I'm unpartnered. That is a sexually a, a female, but identifies mm-hmm. to be a man as a gender, right? Which would yeah. which would make sense as to why why the numbers are off here. Like, cause I'm like, bro, like there's more exactly. females than men, than males. So what the how is mm-hmm. it that, you know, like, but it, it would make sense, right? So dang, I didn't even think about that. Good yes. point. Good point. Yep. But I, I, I appreciate dealing with data. Data is data and you throw your preferences out of the window. Yeah. I appreciate your point of being like black women sometimes are the first line of defense for black men and also black men are, are at times the first line of defense for black women. And I get women's point on Kevin Samuels. They didn't like some of the things that he said. Um, yeah. And where I always push back because I don't agree with all of Kevin Samuels stuff. You know that. But where I always push back is yeah. he was an equal opportunist asshole. Right. And I'm okay with somebody being an equal opportunist asshole. So if you were a man, I remember when a man called there and I'll I'll put the clip in here when the man called and he was like, um, black women don't do this. Black women. He's like, your problem ain't black women. Your problem is your he, I think he said your problem is your pockets. He's like, why would why would a black woman want to want you to lead? You don't even have <laughs> you don't have no money or nothing. You have no stability or something like he's right, making like four hundred dollars yeah. a month. My enemy. What do you mean, your enemy? Was pursuing a dual doctorate degree in medicine and in chemistry. I'm and a PhD. Uh, throughout the entire relationship, uh, <laughs> the only time that we didn't have uh, an argument or we didn't have any kind of ridiculous back and forth is when we were having sex. How Once the you? orgasm was out, how old are you? 28. How long? 28. You I've known her for eight years, dated her for one. You dated to what end? What was the what was the intended outcome? Uh, I was interested in marrying her. And what do you do for a living? I'm a musician and an Uber driver. What? I know. Are you, Are you trolling me? Ninja? No, what? I'm not. Ninja? What? You date? Your enemy is your pocketbook. I know. Don't come in here talk about black women. Your, man, see. I mean, are you being serious, bro? Um, I am, but the finances is definitely something. No, that I'm no, no, on. oh hell, no, no. A black woman who's dating doing you—you you actually came in there to tell me that you dated a black woman who's pursuing two dual doctorates. I'm a PhD, and you a guy yeah. Uber driver and you musician. Why would any woman? Yeah, exactly. Seriously. So I honestly don't care about. I can tell you and your listeners now, I don't care about Kevin Samuels because even when he was alive, even now that he has passed, like I'm really impartial because I saw him as a character. He's a character. Giving on Thank a performance, you. a performance that was lucrative. So it was I took lucrative. whatever he said, it went one in, in one ear and out the other. Mm-hmm. I really just don't take him seriously. And, and, and now truth be told, when you get characters and you get performances, you get good and bad. Right. It's like Kanye West sometimes. Right. Kanye West plays a character every single time. Don't mean that some of the stuff that Kanye say 
don't be hitting. You know, it it touches, it hits. So you get those people that play yeah. characters. Just like the girl that um, I posted mm-hmm. and she was like talking to herself. She has a podcast where she's like looking at something. But I think somebody mm-hmm. told me in my comments on Instagram, they were like, Isaiah, she's talking to herself. She's not talking to somebody else. But she was talking about what a high value man is. I was like, damn, that's a good definition mm-hmm. of a high value man. They were like, yo, you know, she's just now. They were like, yo, yeah, that's her name. So they were like, yo, she has mm-hmm. mental issues. She's talking to herself. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I went on my whole little rant in your DMs about her. Oh, that was. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> No, someone said that before I responded, and oh. I was like, "Yes, let me send another one because she just sometimes is out of pocket." I don't know. I remember yeah, she that she was up for fraud, and I was like, "Yo, she's like, this is a fraudy person, yeah, whatever, like that." But then I, I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Even somebody on their worst day, sometimes they might say something that like hits that's, that's truthful, and then when somebody wrote me that, and I saw your comments too, I was like, "Wait a minute." She's really podcasting. Yeah. That would be me, like that'd be me facing this way, Tyra, while podcasting, being like, "Yeah." And can you believe that that really I happened? Can't. And that's how she's really talking. <laughs> oh, I gotta make sure. Because I gotta get my. What she's saying, who would respond to that, and how? There's realistically no one would. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she has a podcast to herself because. She get questionable responses. And I think in the TikTok too, Sabri was probably putting on a show for her audience yeah. because I just, the black women in my circle, we don't necessarily, we don't talk like that because yeah. I don't think any, her delivery was not going to persuade anyone to go to therapy because it's like, don't you want to X, Y, and Z for your B? Who talks like that? What mm-hmm. black man is talking? like that right now because honestly when i look into our community like y'all as black men y'all don't want to hear about yourselves like no no man wants to hear about themselves because y'all are the alpha males who are meant to lead and y'all should just have the right to lead automatically because that's what god said that's what your mom instilled with you into you x y and z but that's not always necessarily the case because you need to be equipped to lead And you need to be open to equipping yourselves to build those tools. And none of what she said was enticing. It was very off-putting. And it just like, it's not going to resonate with the audience you're trying to reach. Because there is just a whole different way to say, hey, yes, like, you all did not receive the space or the encouragement to go and educate yourselves on how to cater to the women you're pursuing. And once again, society is being a detriment to us. And sometimes a man's pride is a detriment to himself and the ones he loves. And we're just going head to head. And in a way, that's kind of what TikTok wants, who, you know, that's what TikTok wants. That's what those who are spectating wants. That's what the Caucasian man who wrote the article wants, because I think... There are just so many divisive forces out here trying to disrupt the possibility of a black household that she was just utilized by those forces. Like she just enabled them. And I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist or pick me, which is (laughs) not what I'm trying to be. There's money in divisiveness. Mm -hmm. No, keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow, but there is money in divisiveness. No, yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, I I was just talking you, as I was. You can make a ton of money ahead. in being divisive. 
devices. And I'm and, and piggyback back to Kevin Samuels, boom. Now they got this guy named Andrew Tate. I don't know who the hell he is, but he was apparently taken off of all platforms. But there's money in being mm-hmm. divisive. And if you're divisive yes. enough, you can make a lot of money. You can get a lot of views. If you pit, pit the two dominant genders against each other, men and women against each other, you can get a lot of money, make a lot of views. If you can pit races against each other, you get Donald Trump. You can, you can become the president of the United States if you want to. So there's a lot mm-hmm. um, to be gained by being divisive. And I think, yeah, she played into that. And TikTok wants you to be divisive. I mean, because that's going to bring more people to the platform and the algorithm. TikTok has an excellent algorithm. It knows and it will keep feeding you the same shit over and over again. You go through heartbreak. Damn it. TikTok will give you a they'll give you a they'll give you heartbreak and then they'll give you inspiration. Heartbreak, inspiration. Like they'll take you through the whole cycle (laughs) and they have a great Mm -hmm. algorithm that that TikTok has. And so. There's a lot of money to be made from that. And yes, she was used by it. And then my thing is she blamed black men for the loss of her job, but it was a black woman that wrote the article about her, which sprung the other articles. Right. And so she was like, I'm hurt by that. I'm hurt by that. But it was really like, yeah, it was black men that were commenting on Twitter about her (laughs) particular point of view and things like that. But yeah, it was a black woman that took her took her full government name and people took that and sent it to her job. But at the end of the day, I show what her what her video did was show like a lack of accountability. Right. And there's there's people there's there's there. My clients do listen to my podcast. So it's like if I said something that was inappropriate right. and um, <laughs> it was sent to my boss, then I'd be like, you know what? I have a podcast. This is a privilege, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to have a platform to be able to say some things. But I do have to watch what I say. This ain't 100% unfiltered Isaiah, you know. So, and if people knew what Thank goes goodness. on in my mind, <laughs> Tyra's like, yeah, you guys don't know. People knew what goes on in my mind. You'd be completely shocked. There's madness goes on in this ADHD yeah. mind. Shaking, so. shaking in your boots. <laughs> oh, yikes. But yeah, because her job would have found out either way. Like, it wouldn't have mattered if someone put her government out there. The world is so small. And if you think your job is not looking at your social media in some way, shape, or form, you are delusional yep. because you are ultimately a presentation of them always because they're giving you the paycheck. So you're an investment to them and they want their investment to be a reflection of them. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that it was a black woman who did it because we do want to support our own. And I feel like it's kind of like when you, when Will went and slapped Chris, he should have, he should have been slapped, but he should have been slapped backstage. We just have a certain etiquette within the black community that we operate differently, but either way, her job would have found out in some way, shape or form. And it just doesn't resonate with me how she didn't think there would, there would be some type of repercussion. That's the thing. I, the entitlement is just crazy to me to think that you don't have any type of repercussions for anything that you say. It's crazy. I literally just apologized to um, this woman that I talked to two years ago. Like, I said why? something, huh? Why? Okay. You said why? 
Yeah, I see. Why, Isaiah? Because I, because hurt people hurt people. So when you're coming out of a situation, you're not even, mm-hmm. when you're coming out of an, another situation, you're not even, you're pretty much dead to the world. Like, I don't think people, you, you have to really sit and be still for a second. So you're not very, you're not very, you're not watching your words. You're not watching your action. At least that's me. Right. And, and me, yes, it's like opening an, um, I don't know if anybody watches anime, but it's like if, if Naruto opens that chamber for Kamara to come out and like, whatever, like the demon <laughs> fox to come out. So for me, like. It's like me opening a gate that I know should always be closed when I when I when when I'm speaking and I didn't close that gate. And so when I was saying things, it came off hurtful and mm-hmm. I don't know, it came off hurtful. And even even the split was very like me not giving a fuck. Like it came off really badly. You feel me? And then I, what I really appreciate is she was like, she was like, I appreciate you saying that, but I can see yeah, like, yeah, glad you did go back and say that. Yeah. But I could, I could tell like, it wasn't no, like in my mind, in my mind, you know how I always say in my mind, what I did was like fucking terrible. Right. But yes. based upon her reaction, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's been two years, Isaiah. So oh, that's true. Way, it's like, why are you here? I've already worked past this. So a lot of time, the apologies are for the one who did the wrongdoing, not the recipient of the wrongdoing. Uh, that's true. So she's probably just like, okay, I appreciate you saying that. I worked through it and I charged it to the game, but whatever makes you feel better. Damn. So two years down the road, Sabri will definitely have more clientele as she has let us know her clientele has already shifted to predominantly female. So it seems like although she mm. lost her job, she's able to do more of an independent type thing. So maybe two years down the line, when this is still on the Internet, she will be able to reflect and be like, OK, this is how I got here. Maybe I could have done this differently because I mean I've been in that situation before yeah. my younger self I was like I can look back on it now as a more refined woman and be like okay maybe I should have said this differently or approached this differently but you have to make amends with that mm-hmm. yourself and do that inward work gotcha. but also I think it's good because you were able to do that inward work and be like okay I'm reflecting on this I was wrong and now I've said what I said and now I'm able to um, just move forward myself because you do beat yourself up, like you said earlier. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully. Then I started to think about everything. I was like, you know what? She probably didn't take that shit offensive because she was still cool with me. Although I just started thinking, I was like, I think yeah, we just never... are aware of how people are. So yeah. it's like you're very blunt and transparent and. I'm not going to say, I'm always say you're a Capricorn. Because my dad's a Capricorn. A lot of my best friends are, but it's just like, you're very transparent. You're witty. And you're like, you're just used to being a snappy attorney. So you just say what very you much. say and you mean what you say. And it's like, Oh God, I wish he would have said that differently, but I know he doesn't have ill intent. API assume positive intent. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm very witty. Mm-hmm. I think, Oh yeah. Cause I thought, um, I remember like sitting down and eating with somebody <clears throat> and somebody made like a comment. They was trying to roast and I was so quick to roast back. I was like, <laughs> I 
was like, oh. "Are you saying you got to count to five? <laughs> nah, I was quick, and it was it was funny because the person that I was with, they was like, they're like, "Yo, like, they're like, yo, um, I don't know if you caught that, but she made a joke, and then you hit her back so quick, she was off guard. Like, I was like, that's how it is. You got to be careful with me. I can, I can get you. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. I can get you. I'm um, sorry for your friends, but no, nah, I mean, I, um." Where were we? I think, yeah, her delivery's wrong. My thing is, I don't think, I don't think even women would like to go to her as a therapist. I'll tell you the reason why. You don't want somebody to be that biased that doesn't give you an unbiased approach to approaching the opposite sex, especially when you are attracted to that opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, because if you have a, if you have a therapist that hates men and mm-hmm. it seems like she does hate men, um, based no. upon her videos, they're they're very harsh on men. They are, but it, it's. I think she her passion is showing up in a wrong way. Mm. Okay, but let's say That's let's. I think it is. Everything is about perspective, right? So, based upon her videos, mm-hmm. do you think many people can take from those videos that she doesn't like men? Yeah, and back in the back of my head, it was a typical "Who hurt you?" <laughs> to this point. Or she just fed up with her men clientele just and it she's like, why is it not clicking for you? Because I think that ties into that double standard of a black woman's delivery. We always have to choose our words wisely. And it's honestly annoying because it can be so misconstrued in so many ways, shapes or form. And especially when we're talking about black men, like I said earlier, we are their champions. And like you said, you all are our protectors and champions in return, but that's not always the case. Yeah, so, true. yeah. So it's like, we are constantly going, she is going hard for what she believes in. Her delivery is terrible, but I think even if she chose better words, it still wouldn't be received well. So it's probably a topic she should not have spoke on necessarily. She could have typed something out and done a cute little reel, but she did not need to go in this far like this was not the appropriate platform this was not the appropriate way to say it my therapist laughs i but i i make jokes throughout like you know tired like i i will make a joke throughout everything even if it's serious you know which probably mm-hmm. is not the best thing because then people think like this motherfucker takes nothing seriously um but i make jokes and my yeah. therapist would be like like dying laughing right and I have to wonder, like, <clears throat> so is somebody going to take her as a therapist seriously, right? And again, would you go to that lady if you're having issues with a man? Would you go to her as a therapist? I mean, would you go to her? Would you, if you're having issues, would you go to her as a to, to seek help? Not after seeing this video, no. Because yeah. as a man, the way I, like, I, I know, I, I feel like the lady's not judging me, right? Like, so I'm making jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like, actually, I felt like um, the two, the man that I went to the first time, because I went to therapy last year just for a session. And that's what really turned me off. Cause I was like, bro, this guy's not even fucking listening to me. His phone was ringing during the session. Oh no. That's what really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, you lucky my insurance covers this one. Um, but 
To me, you have to have somebody who's unbiased. So as a man, you're not going to go. And from my perspective, I would never go to her as they go to her for therapy unless I'm looking to engage in an argument with her. I mean, that could be the only thing that I'm looking to to do. But if I'm looking for somebody to just listen to something that's going, I'm trying to pick I'm trying to like basically bounce something off of somebody and them to kind of give me some feedback or to let me know what, what are some tools that I can use and apply in life to not make me feel a certain type of way or to, to look at something from a different perspective. Cause that's what a therapist does. Therapist is not a doctor, you know, um, they don't heal you per se. They give you tools mm-hmm. to work through your day. So I hate, you know, I don't like when people be like, I'm healed. You're not healed. Shorty. Like if you went through something traumatic, that trauma is still mm-hmm. there. Like you're going to be sitting there drinking a power aid and you'll flash back in your mind and be like, oh my God, why did I do that in fifth grade? Like, it just, it just happens, you know? Like, that's what happens. Like, we're not healed. We just know you get the certain types of tools to deal with life or to deal with that situation when it pops up in your mind. Like, um, mm-hmm. like certain things will pop up in my mind. And I'd be like, you know what? Damn, that sucked. Time to play video games. Yes. Like, you know, it's just like, like, but you don't get those. Healing is a constant process. And I'm glad you're able to draw yourself back into that present moment. <laughs> yeah, I do. My therapist is a black woman and she does not speak like this. So even if <laughs> I pop off and start saying like B word or N word or certain things, that's not how she responds to me. Mm-hmm. And if she one time she tried and it just did not sound like her. Authentic. So, like, she, yeah, she um, tried to, like, yeah, yeah, she tried to say back to me what I had just said, and it just did not sound authentic. It sounded very forced. And now that I think about it in this TikTok, this sounded a little bit forced. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if she was trying to appeal to the TikTok audience or who, but... This just was not it because even the younger audience on TikTok, they're not trying to hear this. And like you said, a lot of us in older individuals, we are on Instagram (laughs) and we only see TikTok videos. Like for me, I'm on IG Mm -hmm. and I only see TikTok videos when you share them on TikTok and my other other people that I follow. Very weird because are there limitations on who she's able to allude to, like her clientele who she serves and what they talk about. Is there anything privy about that? Yeah. That was interesting to me. Oh, I didn't think about that. Confidentiality that goes. That's like me doing a pod and then talking about a case and my clients like listening to the podcast and be like, mother, that's my motherfucking case. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You can only omit so much. It's just, if one of her clientele were to feel unsettled by this, instead of just saying, I'm no longer going to go to you, they could just, it could, come full circle and hey she said this on tiktok it got this many views i feel like my confidentiality was compromised Mm. Mm. true you know another thing i noticed when you said something about like the cussing it was like because even in the therapy session i think i might have called somebody f boy um i I remember because i caught myself i was like oh code switch code switch code switch um, <laughs> like when I'm around my homeboys, I'll speak freely, and I I don't think I cuss a lot. Um, but I'll speak freely, so I'll be like, yeah, and I said something, and my therapist is like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "Oh, you're perfect. You're perfect for me. 
You're perfect for me. Oh, God. You no, know, yeah. Isaiah, you should be able to be your authentic self. You should not have to code switch to accommodate your therapist. So you need to find a new therapist <laughs> who is okay with you being you and understand. Because we honestly. Because I rarely cuss, though. Thing is black indiv- Isaiah, yes, because as black individuals, we have cultural sensitivities. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to see a psychiatrist get a certain diagnosis, they need to take into account our cultural sensitivities because they could diagnose you as a psychopath, bipolar, all this other stuff when you, you might just be popping off in a way, shape, and form that they're not accustomed to, but we're aware, like, this person isn't losing their shit. They're just literally an upset person, and this is how they talk within their community. Mm. Yeah, because how can you be fully transparent and when you are worried about your being considered of your delivery to them. No, present your authentic self, work on the stuff you need to work on. And we do not have time to explain and educate those in which are supposed to be there serving us and helping us get better and progress. Mm. No, I did say the P word the other day. I did say the P word. I did say the P word. I was like, man, he's, (laughs) and then she just looked and she was like, okay, so, but why do you feel that way? And I was like, because I think this is just da-da-da-da. Like, like, you know, I'm going to start. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see. I like her. She's cool. She's a black woman from the Caribbean. Okay, cool. So, like, I like her. She's pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, because I went to, um, I think I first went to a white male therapist. And, like, bro, he just wasn't paying attention. Like, you know, like, somebody would be like, yeah, okay, I see what you're going through by. Like, like, damn, bro, like, you're not even paying attention. And then this one I went to, um, then I went to her and I told her, I was like, yo, like, this is my problems with the the last person I went to. And she was like, damn, I'm sorry you felt that way. I was like, yeah, like imagine paying $150 to a person who has his phone ringing and basically it's just like, get over it. And I'm like, oh, Damn, you're not even gonna give yeah, me no tools. Yeah, that's a joke. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You gotta dispute that charge. And then also, seriously, regardless, respectfully, I went up credentials too. So I went to a person with a doctoral degree in, in psychology. So, like, I went up in credentials for somebody. So I was like, you know what, this right here, mm, it's not for me. Let me go up the little scale of credentials here to the doctoral person. And like, yeah, so, and I know everybody, I know there's some people that have like LS something, 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 whatever, you know, as far mm-hmm. as their therapy thing, but it was, but I went to like somebody with a doctoral degree in psychology, but, um, so yeah, but yeah, but and that was heavily credentialed as well. Hmm? I said, yeah, whatever your preferences are. Yeah. I mean, whatever your preferences are, but I. Mm-hmm. definitely I was going I was trying to go to somebody that was different that didn't look like me outside of my mm-hmm. race and stuff like that because I had heard from somebody like oh you should definitely you don't go to this because they so like yeah I went yeah, to they I went their own motive yeah I, but I went outside of it and then I realized like I realized like oh shit like there's a reason why there are so many black people that like yo you need a black mental health therapist like if you can find a black man that's a a black mental health therapist, go for it. When I look for all the black mm-hmm. men that were mental health therapists, them motherfuckers is booked. All right? Like, seriously. Booked. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> like, so, like, if you're in the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay area and you're trying to, like, find somebody, like, like, that's credentialed and experienced, I'm not talking about one or two years out, like, they've been doing this for quite some time, like, it's difficult as a black man to find another black man that's a therapist, and it's tough. And so, like, your best bet is to try to go to a black woman, and also mm-hmm. I went to a black woman because... I wanted to get a, um, I have a very, very solid male group of men, like male, male group, right? I wanted to kind of understand a black, black woman's perspective on something and also to kind of get feedback from a black woman on how what I say or what I do might affect a black woman. That makes any sense. So in a selfish way, I also went for that reason as well. So I don't know. I was thinking that in my mind. But the lady's cool with me. You know, she laughs at all my jokes. I'm joking. Oh, good. No, I'm joking. Huh? Okay, Isaiah. She does not need to laugh at all of your jokes. <laughs> no. I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. I'm messing. But yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. I love how you say you have this solid friend group of high value men, but you never try to loop me in with any of them. You're just like, they're all why married. Aren't dating? Why aren't you dating? They're all married. First this of all, is... they're all oh married. My gosh. It's the is last people want to be married. Yeah. Are? It's a lot of pressure on me. Yes. That's one of the okay, reasons I sit yeah, there, too. I'm like, go. yo, man, all my dogs are married. What am I doing? Like, yeah, that type of thing. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> it's there's only there's only three of us that are not married. Oh, never. Mind. I don't know no, if people I'm don't good. know that. I'm okay. No, thank you. I'm all right. Never mind. Huh? I said no, thank you. Never mind. I'm okay. Yeah, in my on my line, there's only three of us that are left. It's kind of it's interesting. Yeah. And I think the line be- before us. Hmm. Maybe two of them are not married. I mean, that's crazy. I forget you are like five years older than me. Am I? I still got time. We'll you're twenty eight, technically. You're twenty eight, right? I'm twenty eight. Oh yeah, you're four, yeah. I'm four years older than you. Then wait, when's your mm-hmm, oh your birthday just passed? Yeah. Four years, four years older than you. What? Yeah, your birthday just yeah. passed. I'm four years. Older you're older than, than my older sister by a few months. I'm older than Monique. Yeah, because she's October, you're January. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Gotcha. I know. She's just so poised. Everyone <laughs> thinks she's older than she is. She's yeah, I thought so she was poised. one year older than me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. At 32, most of my friend group is married. Yeah. That's so interesting. Do you think you're married friends? developed emotional intelligence before they were married or is that something they're learning now that they have long-term wives or women in their lives sounds like a podcast was it (laughs) yeah was it like self-motivated or i think they're i think they they were doing something i think they're developing it now to be completely honest with you but that sounds like a podcast for me to ask them they just hop on and like I think it's now. Um, probably with one of my boys, Alton. Probably it was quicker because he had a daughter um, oh. with his now wife. Yeah. Um, so you know, you have a daughter. 
your emotional intelligence it rises quite a bit as a man. I'm I, that's what in my mind it, I think, right? You have a son, you like, all right, boy, get up, like you, something like that. You probably still uh, base level. You have a daughter, you get softer. Well, that's what I noticed from my homeboys, mm-hmm. right? So like, like you get a lot softer. Um, your delivery, how you talk, how you act is softer. And I see that from my boy, my boy Alton. Um, so, but I think for the most part, I think a lot of it, a lot of them that comes during the marriage, you know, so gotcha. I don't know. I've got to get them all on here then. That'd be a good podcast. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Cause you guys are interesting characters from what I have observed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but yeah. that's an interesting point. Like being a girl dad, because I think society, like we have been asking for these things for years like our moms our mom wished for this stuff our grandmas wished for this stuff but it's just the way in which we demanded it was different so like you're saying they're now married and their wives are kind of or possibly pushing them to get this emotional intelligence or it happens when they have a daughter but even then like I my dad's a girl dad and he's now getting emotional intelligence when he's 65 because certain things that he would say when we were younger just aren't appropriate now. So emotional intelligence continues to evolve with the times. Interesting. So it constantly requires more. Yeah. So either you're going to get it at home or you're going to get it in the workplace because we have (laughs) um, diversity, inclusivity, equality, and accessibility. Like, all of that stuff requires emotional intelligence, which is why I said her delivery. Well, what the issue at hand of emotional intelligence, it's just a multifaceted concept as well. So it's not just black and white. That was deep. That was <laughs> yeah. deep. I was just like, damn, I'm like, dives. damn, Tyra, that was, that was very deep. Thank you. I was really expecting you to call me toxic today since I have my hair out like Tracy Ellis, but <laughs> I appreciate you being nice to me. What do you think about her comments um, when she was talking about Kevin, uh, but talking to Kevin, Kevin Hart? Did you ever hear that where she was just like, I have a plethora of lovers. Da, 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 da. I think you were the one that sent me that. I was like, oh. she's just toxic, bro. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I keep saying this to people. No. I don't think she's toxic. I think she just doesn't compromise. And I found it so funny because you know how I inflect or tend to sing my words or like annoyingly get into characters. I just said I see myself and I honestly don't want to be that single rich auntie. But I do get what she's saying. She's just saying like there are plenty of men out there who want to have relationships with me, but they don't want to have that relationship with me. I could have a plethora of lovers have my back blown out, but that's not what I want. Like, gotcha. I want something long term. So yeah, that's I smart. I mean, I get it for now. A lot of people she confuse, and a lot of people I've noticed they kind of confuse like somebody. Like I, I've seen it before. Like where women will confuse a man saying, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful" and stuff like that, and giving you that attention, right? That validation. Yes, I'm that. I'm this. I'm mm-hmm. that. But. A man actually, this is where the emotional intelligence come in. A man actually like wanting to work through shit with you. That's difficult mm-hmm. to find, right? Because you have to find, it, he has to be that one guy, right? He's that guy, 
it. So you mm-hmm. have to really find, and this is me noticing from my homeboys too, but he has to be that guy who really wants to work through things with you that will go to like, he'll go to a couple therapy with you or he will, <clears throat> he'll, he'll have the conversation. You might fight or argue with him, but like he'll be receptive to it or he'll try to change or he'll try to do these different things. That's a lot different. So yeah, you could have a plethora of lovers, but that one mm-hmm. guy that's going to like go through hell with you, that's mm-hmm. your boy. You know what I'm saying? So you, you don't want to lose him. And then it's the same thing for women too, vice versa, right? You can have, yeah. as as a man, you're tired like to say I'm high value, but as a man, um, yeah, I can date around, sleep around, I can do a lot. But that woman that's going to like stay there and work with you and like want you to be better, it's going to force you to be a better person and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's the keeper. And so maybe Tracy hasn't ran into that guy or she might have lost an object. I don't believe God, God makes you lose blessings like that. That but, could be it. You know. No, I mean, that could have been. I feel like. Um, like my first love, he passed away, however, like three years ago, I want to say. And it was like, in a way, selfishly, I thought we would kind of like circle back when we both had our lives together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that personally has changed my outlook on like dating and who I do allow to pursue me or who I try to pursue. Um, I feel like I don't. I'm more transparent now because I don't want to leave things unsaid or on the table, but it also, it can scare people away. So I think there's a delicate balance of giving too much of yourself, but also showing that you're willing to invest mm-hmm. in someone initially, and then they can either like take it or leave it. But Tracy, she has looking from the outside in, she has everything that anyone in the world could ever ask for except for that partner. So maybe she has a certain standard she's looking for. I just do not know. She probably has maybe a trauma she needs to work through, but I just do not know. Hmm. I was looking at her because I was there. A lot of a lot of women were calling like Kelly Rowland's husband ugly. And I was like, Aww. I don't think Kelly Rowland's husband gives a fuck. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, but I was like, dang, I don't think Kelly Rowland's husband gives a fuck. <laughs> None of that type of Not shit. At all. Not at all. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, those ugly ones are the ones that will treat you the best. Girl, and that's not true at all. Until the end of time. That is not what true at all. Because we're all, we are all ugly to someone. Are we? So, yeah, maybe, yes, there are people out there who There's some girl being right now like, yeah, Isaiah is not cute at all. Like, damn. Yeah, and I'm saying it for her. (laughs) (laughs) There are people out there who do not find us attractive, and maybe Kelly just makes her husband look, she's because she's beautiful, so it's hard for a man to measure up to that, for sure. But as long as her needs are met, because she was in a really bad abusive relationship in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So she deserves any man that will treat her like a queen, even if he is like, unattractive i don't know what he looks like but last take fine i think he's like a shorter guy he's a little short whatever you know like he's a little short whatever that's fine oh yeah i saw this uh real saying like uh be with the short guy because they have to work harder to like please or like educate or they take the time to learn certain things and how to please a woman because we initially tend to pursue the tall guy, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's automatically going to treat us better or pursue our needs first. But the shorter guys, they do do that is I'll, what he was saying. I'll give women a heads more. up how you want to approach this. Look for the guy that went through an ugly phase 
right? Go back through his pictures on Facebook and be like, yeah, he wasn't cute when he was in high school. Like, look for that guy because that guy, he had to work hard to hone his abilities to court a woman and things like that. So look for that guy. That's what you want to do, right? You don't per se want no ugly dude. You know what I'm saying? You want your kids to look cute. But, uh, <laughs> and you want, you want your kids to have a, you want your kids to have a fighting chance to go D1, Jesus. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? You probably want to look for that type of guy. The last thing I was going to say, I don't know if you saw, but there's like this comedian, he made some, some comments about Lizzo. Um, dang. Let me try to see if I can find the clip real quick. I just wanted your take on this. Ooh. Yeah, I do want my kids to have a fighting chance, but I did gymnastics, but I do have a tall gene in me. Yeah, so yeah. my genes might pull through, but I don't know. Yeah, gymnastics, gymnastics made know. you short. It does. All right, this but is... Hey, it's okay. I got to get your take on this. This is Ari Spears. He's talking about Lizzo. Right, here we go. Yo, you know somebody that actually made good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? Yeah, bro. Have you heard her shit, yo? Like, as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> yo. Very beautiful girl. She's got a very pretty face. But she keeps showing her body off, nigga. Like, come on, man. Come on, yo. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yo, she's, yeah, we she's have enough. Her we music hard, enough. her body This is not okay. Yeah, so people were really, really upset about Ari Spears' uh, comments about Lizzo. And then he goes into, basically says, well, this is bad for, and there's women that are not pulling her aside that says it's bad for her health and all this other stuff like that. It's like a three-minute clip of him going in on Lizzo. Um, Maybe that makes sense. He ought to be ashamed of himself because it's never okay to say that anyone looks like shit. Yeah. I just don't understand that. What? Why would he think these comments are appropriate? <sighs> because I in think... In any way, shape, or form. He, he is misshapen, and he has gingivitis. <laughs> like, he has no swag, and he looks like he has poor hygiene. Not to, like, you know, tear him down, too, but there... You were asked about her music. How does that lead to her body? Yeah, they were... get that. They were doing a take. They were doing something where... They were doing a take, and I'm reading actually my comments on this thing. I got to tell this girl, like, I actually agree with you. Um, they were doing a take, so it's, it's, they set it up for him to make these comments, right? When he, when he said that she looks like the shitty emoji, like, that's, that's pretty harsh, bro, and very, very rude. I get people's position on Lizzo, like, on her, her body positivity and how, what she's kind, what she's saying, can be detrimental, I guess, in a way, um, as to how she kind of pushes her ideology of body positivity, particularly in the oh, black what community. What did she say? It's kind of my position on how I view like Lizzo is like this is I look great, except me, like I'm fat. So what? Blah 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 blah. Right? That's fine. How that mm -hmm. is marketed or messaged, messaged through the black community mm -hmm, is difficult to kind of understand, right? Because we know one of the major problems within our community is diabetes, heart disease, things of that nature, right? So 
we have to be very, very cognizant in our community to make sure that we're not trying to endorse anything that might lead to further problems if we have something like COVID-19. Because COVID-19 affected our community disproportionately because we want to make sure we're not, we want to make sure it's a delicate balance and how we do it is very, very important. How we do it makes it kind of a delicate balance. So it's, you have to push that one must embrace and, and feel positive about themselves in the present. But you also have to endorse that we must work on ourselves to make sure that we're healthier. And that applies to people that are super duper thin. And that applies to people that <laughs> might be overweight. Right. So. And, and it's difficult to tell somebody whether or not they're unhealthy when you're not their medical professional or you're not their primary care physician. Right. So right. the only thing you can do is basically be like, hey, look, like if your doctor says that, hey, look, you might need to shred this or shred a few pounds, shred a few pounds and be healthy. Right. Type of thing. I can't necessarily agree with that. I can't mm-hmm. agree with the issue with the whole common theme through this whole podcast is that the delivery on all parts is not resonating well with all audiences. And it's almost like, who are you putting on for? And are you connecting with your words? So are you saying this because you care about black men's emotional intelligence? Are you saying this because you're a comedian no one knows about and you're going <laughs> to use her to gain some traction? Or are you saying this because you really do accept yourself and you want other people to get on board or are you just doing this for marketing? But I'm in the middle, like you were saying, because I am considered obese. But if you look at me, you'd be like, there's no way. But my doctor legit tells me every time I have to lose some weight. Are you in taking protein X, Y and Z? Like you need to get down pretty much. So I think our scale there is very skewed because what Mm -hmm. I would encourage people to do, we're looking at individuals and seeing their body types, not considering that Adele lost all of that weight because there is a such thing as being big boned. We have different skin dexterity. So Adele lost all that weight because of depression, anxiety, and she was in the house and had nothing else to do. So that is a result of other other catalysts and other factors. Yep. And so with Lizzo, I think with all weight losses, before we look at someone and assume that they are fat and obese, I'm not going to give a damn because they first need to look at their blood work because my body composition on the scale is very off. It tells me I'm morbidly obese, but my blood work is fine. If anything, I'm just anemic. That's what I encourage everyone to do before they go trying to lose any weight or even when they're looking at someone because what our ideal weights or like builds are like, yeah, sure. Lizzo does not present like the, what our skills would say is the average individual. But if her, if her, like if she does moderate exercise and then her blood work is fine and I don't necessarily know what she eats, then that is that. I think we have to do better as a community with being like, okay, we need to encourage each other to, be aware of what our bodies require Mm -hmm. because yes, there is a such thing as body positivity and being like calling one another fat, but also like we just have to do better as a whole because legit, like if you ask my doctor who is a black woman, I'm technically fat, I'm technically obese and it's exhausting and sad to see us passing away because over time we still adhere to these dietary norms of 
being given the scraps and still still wanting to eat the scraps like that's not a delicacy we need to eat according to what our body requires like i do with my blood type based diet although it sounds wonky but those are just my thoughts on that one for me his first comment fell off that spectrum for me it's like it's it doesn't it doesn't fit into what i found to be funny absolutely yeah definitely not funny definitely should not have been uttered yeah or fixed his fingers to say i think you're right when we talk about both the therapist and we talk about other things that happen on social media a lot of people are making comments and doing things for their base they're not making comments or doing anything to actually help out or assist people that they're talking about. So Ari makes a comment about Lizzo's weight. He says that, you know, women should pull her aside. Thank you further in the video. He goes, women should pull her aside and tell her about high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that. There's a way to articulate that in a manner and a way. And I'm not sure. I'm, this is not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a lawyer. Probably I'm not the person to even try to articulate that to somebody. There's a way to do that in an effective way where it would reach all parties and it would be informative instead of slanderish in a way. Right. And yeah, it just doesn't make sense because he needs to be pulled aside and told the same thing. So I just don't understand (laughs) the topic of discussion if he's not practicing what he's preaching. It just seems like. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's this guy, Bill Maher. Bill Maher constantly talks about it. he's like, Oh, we got you know, we're 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 a fat generation, we're out of shape. Fat, just like you said, even me losing all that weight that I lost when I lost twenty pounds in like a span of a, a month, losing all that, still mm-hmm. if you look at the scales, I'm still obese as a man. But right. I'm muscular. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it 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 looks strange, you know, like to look at the scales, right? But I'm muscular mm-hmm. and I get my blood work done every single year. And I'm told even when I was at my highest, which was 215, my doctor was like, yo, 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 you might need to you might need to go down because he was like, you have a big tongue and it's going to he's like, it'll affect your sleeping ability or whatever like that. So I think he was telling the truth about oh, that because I was messing up my sleep. But um, you need a, machine, a CPAP. He was like, he was like, it's gonna, um, he's like, the older that you get, and if you keep holding on to that weight, then it's Mm -hmm. gonna tighten and you're gonna have a problem with breathing because you have a big tongue. So, like, be very, very careful that. So, he was like, you need to get down to like 200. Like, be, get, just try to stay in the 200s. And of course, now I'm like 180. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Your dad bot's going to hit in a few years. Don't wish that on me. Don't wish that on me. I'm not getting a dad bot. (laughs) My dad bot, I mean, like my dad, he was really slim. Your dad is always in the gym. He was built like like Barack Obama. He was really skinny. Then his dad weight hit. So like different hormones, whatever hit, he got fuller. And then he like now that he's older he's trimmed down so like he's maintained 190 195 for however long and he looks good he's 60 with a six-pack your dad goes to the gym quite often Mm -hmm. and plays golf quite often so do you yeah Yeah, i'm I'm trying to trying to be that guy one up on him yeah i'm trying to like i'm trying to be like that guy i'm trying to like maintain it like that that takes that's active 
that's active. So yeah. But yeah. So I mean, Lizzo, she dances, she does all of that stuff. It's just sometimes our bodies just don't cooperate, and if that's you what can... your body is doing, then do it. Don't force it. Yeah. It's just crazy. Why would he say? I just don't. I don't think that was a joke worth making, and it's honestly not even a joke because we don't. I can't. It just seems like a lot. I can only imagine what she goes through behind the scenes because I was very much, even when I had 12% body fat and was running like eight minute miles, people told me I look like a man and I needed to stop lifting weights and I was doing too much and I had man muscles. And even to this day, I have these insecurities that I just am having a hard time working past and I was unable to enjoy food how I should and it's just like, just leave leave people alone. If we want to educate, educate our parents, our older generations that we're trying to preserve. Because us right now, we're good. We're hearing it. We're receiving it, whether we want to hear it or not. And we're making these changes. So, I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like there's those trade-offs. Like, if you're the younger generation now, if you're eating bad, you probably your genetics can probably work with it because we're evolving as well in the black community. So that's why I really think like we're these magnificent superior. Let me rephrase it. We are the alpha men and women. We're, I don't want to say like superior. I want to choose my words wisely, but we're just built different. So I think even the obese of the obese of us are still exceptional and we can't adhere to these certain norms and be told that we're fat we're this because we're just built different so if your blood work is good you're good yeah and i really wish it wasn't like a black man who said just said such terrible things about her because like if our own doesn't accept us who does and that's why we're out here getting bbls and doing all of this (laughs) stuff it's like please just accept us as we are it's exhausting it's exhausting that's very true Tyra, I didn't I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, if if our own are not able to mm-hmm. accept us and that does affect how our how our mental is. So yeah. How you wanna leave us on a positive mm-hmm. note? Ooh, I don't know. I really have no idea. You've been dropping hooks and Jay Z lines the whole time, so you, you can I'm dropping bars like Jay Z. Yeah, dropping bars like Jay Z. Wow, T Money. Wow. I think that's my rap name. <laughs> oh, God. Just saying. What would be the positive spin yeah. on this Oh, I think, I, I think you, I think Ooh. we've, I think our message throughout this podcast has been the same. It's, if you really want to appeal and help people, then your delivery must be appropriate. And respectfully, we're always going to offend. That happens. But if you intentionally try to offend, you're probably one of the worst people in the world. Because we should never, and, and this is Sundays that we're potting, we should never intend to offend any of God's children to hurt them or do anything of that nature. And that's what we see a lot on social media. So going forward and going forth, we should never try to offend anybody unless it's a sports rivalry. In that case, University of Miami, you suck. University of Florida, you suck. There we go. But just try to be Here gentle. You go, to, <laughs> just try to be gentle to everybody 
Um, and if you are actually truthfully trying to help, then your words and your actions should be conveyed in such a, in such a way or should be displayed in such a way to show a person that you're really trying to help. Boom. Yeah. I think that ties into like, and I don't want anyone to try to pull that we have a sensitive societal cultural norm or whatever, that type of thing. Like society so sensitive nowadays. No stuff back in the day was not okay. It wasn't okay then. And it's not okay now. Like, yes, we have to be more intentional about our delivery and we're aware that we are all human, but just because so-and-so didn't get their panties ruffled back in the day when it was said in front of them, that doesn't mean they didn't go home and were upset about it. So I don't want anyone trying to pull that card either. Like we are all aware of our humanity. We are all aware of things that don't sit well with us, but resonate better with others. So mm-hmm. like I said, we're just trying to be respectful, respectful of that, assume positive intent and just continue to like move forward with that. Like my favorite quote says, Discover your inner resolve, develop your strengths, and go forth into the world embracing and uniting humanity. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Sticks and stones uh, will break your bones, and words can get you fucked up, too. That's what you got to remember as well. There we go. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Well said, Capricorn. Well said. <laughs> so you got to be careful what you say. But anyways, thank you, Tyra, for joining us on the Positivity Podcast. Positivity Podcast.